God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I hope you caught our Labor Day show yesterday. And uh, we've been, you know, we're back from uh, the uh, uh, vacation. Well, it wasn't really in the, it was a work uh, kind of deal um, out west. Turned it into a vacation a little bit. And uh, there is a, a lot of eye-opening um, uh experiences. I ran into a lot more Trump supporters than I did Biden supporters in Hollywood of all places and in Beverly Hills of all places. Uh and and in the um in one of the hotels we were staying was the uh uh Rose one of the one of them um was the Roosevelt Hotel ran into all kinds of Trump supporters. I mean sitting at the pool Walking into an elevator, taking a lift, talking to media people, talking to um, entertainers, people in the audio and sound business, and and all kinds of people. And it just seemed like nobody was supporting Biden. Everybody was supporting change or Trump. Whether they supported Trump or not, it was clear that people hated Biden. This one guy was gushing from Massachusetts, of all places. From Massachusetts, this guy was visiting out there and just said blatantly in front of everybody standing in the elevator, um, not or waiting for the elevator, just the guy's a piece of crap. I mean, and everybody that was in that vicinity basically was saying, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so you, you got to wonder what's going on in this country. You, know, you got to wonder what's going on in California. I think they've been rigging elections for decades in California. I think that the, uh, I was speaking with Leonora about um, subscriptions that we were getting. And not just we were getting, but other organizations are getting. And she has good information on this. 
is subscriptions to these newsletters and to these magazines and things like that are way up out of California. Just the subscriptions. These are not polls, but these are definitely tea leaves. It tells you that people aren't ready for Gavin Newsom's 2035. Um, people are people are running out of electricity in California. At the same time that California is telling you that you can't charge your car, they're also telling you that you can't charge your car if it's above 78 degrees or you, you can't charge your car in the middle of the day. You can't charge your car at certain times of the day. At the same time that Gavin Newsom is telling you that, he's also saying that they're going to ban gas stations and uh, gas-powered vehicles by 2035. That's old news, I know, but it's just ridiculous on its face. And there was 12 states I just saw on Fox and Friends today, 12 states. Virginia was supposed to be one of them. They're starting to scrap the idea because it doesn't make much sense. Maybe in cooler climates, but maybe. But watch there. You'll see, okay, well, natural gas will still go up to heat the homes in the colder colder environments. Batteries don't even work so well. Like Minnesota is one of those liberal states that wants to adopt this electric vehicle concept. And the batteries don't work well in the cold. You remember those old dial-hard batteries where, you know, the car was left sitting in the middle of like sub-zero temperatures and the car was buried in snow and the guy walks in, starts the car right up, die-hard batteries. Sort of like Timex, they take a licking and keep on ticking. But, you know... uh it's a, also a myth. It's also a myth. We we listened to several different presentations on the Scott Adams show. Uh, one of which was um, where they talked about the mining in the Congo, if you recall. And during this expose, they were talking about the the tragic tragedy of human uh, hum, um, human slave labor. You know, basically inhumane conditions, exploiting the impoverished in the Congo, in Africa, in the continent of Africa, where they're mining. They have all these leasing rights. And guess who has these leasing rights to mine for uh, cobalt? Cobalt in in uh, Africa. Well, it's China. China is the one exploiting and polluting the earth in Congo, in Africa, to get the cobalt, to make the batteries. Other precious minerals are being mined all over the world, in Afghanistan and elsewhere, where they mine for precious metals and minerals to make plane parts and to make battery parts and all kinds of different parts. And the inhumanities associated with these things are through the roof. And then there's the whole aspect of what is used to power electricity. The power to grid, to power the grid that powers the car. And of course, coal comes to mind. 
and coal miners are being shut out of business. And then there is the other aspects of electric vehicles. Like, for example, I saw floating around on social media, a guy took a copy, it was his hand with the bill, it said, okay, he, he needed a battery replacement for his car. And the battery replacement was 26000 and something dollars, and the maintenance to do it was like another couple grand. It was over $28,000 to get a new battery for the car. The car that already needs new shocks, needs new tires, you know, is a little bit weathered and worn. And guess what? He only got 70,000 miles out of that car. 70,000. 70,000 miles, he needed a new battery. That doesn't sound right to me, does it? You needed to put another $28,000 into your car. We had a caller um, call in to, and say, you know, the tires on these cars go faster. They're more expensive tires because they're carrying more weight. And then what do you do with the batteries when they are finished, their life cycle? Where do you store them? Where's that dumpster fire? Where are we going to put all that garbage? In France, I saw a report that had thousands of cars in a lot. And rather than replace the batteries to these cars, they replaced the whole car itself. It's almost reminded me of like a uh, cheap printer, right? And the printer costs 89 bucks, and you go out to buy a toner replacement and maybe a new drum for the printer, and it's $129. You're like, shoot, I'll just get a brand new printer. Throw this one away. And then it becomes garbage in a dumpster. How's that working out for the earth? And renewable energy isn't the biggest source of, of environmental damage. It's garbage. It's plastic everywhere. It's all a lot of other things. And guess where the biggest criminals are for this? It's not where Greta Thunberg and it's not where the green people are. It's not where the Casio-Cortezes are looking. It's not where the Europeans are looking. No, they're not looking to China. They're gobbling up all kinds of stuff from China. No, that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is they're buying from China, who has this Paris Accord agreement uh, benefit, bonus, maybe even that Trans-Pacific Partnership replacement, where they benefit from the world consumption with these trade deals that only help China, who's considered a, quote, developing nation that gets uh, easy lending from the World Bank, gets favored treatment from the World Health Organization because they're buying the influence. You're seeing this picture, right? And they're polluting the earth because they don't care. Until 2030, they don't have to care. According to the Paris Accord, everybody else has to care today about their carbon footprint. But China, no. They don't have to care at all.
And that saves them a bundle on on a lot of things. That saves them a bundle, just, just like what Donald Trump was trying to do when he was president. But the, the rhino Republicans and the Rona McDaniels and the RNC and the DNC and all of the Democrats in lockstep fought tooth and nail to keep the border open and to prevent Donald Trump from getting out of uh, the Paris Accord. Elon Musk, for example, and the CEO of Disney quit immediately the business panel that Trump put together to listen and to work with American corporations. But because he wanted to pull out of the Paris Accord, these multinational corporations, wannabes, pulled out the plug because they were in bowing, they were bow, too busy bowing to China. Disney wanted the Chinese market to, to light up China with Disney uh, content. And they they saw a threat there. And Elon Musk, of course, kisses the ring of President Xi, where his electric vehicle company was hinging, you know, was basically teetering on bankruptcy or profit profitability. And, you know, the satellites that Elon Musk is putting up through the SpaceX is all part of the driverless vehicles and the electric vehicles and the grid. And he might just throw in cell phones too because they're part of the satellite experience now, the GPS system. But they're not doing you any favors. Just like I predicted that Donald, that Elon Musk was toying around with Twitter just to uh, keep... In, uh, potential investors in Truth Social and Getter and Gab on the fence. Keep them off the playing field. Uh, kind of like implicating that the uh, investment risk would be too great to invest <coughs> all that they wanted to in Truth Social. Because who knows? Maybe Twitter will get back. And Twitter is a better platform only when it's free of censorship. But we've found out that Twitter is not free of censorship. They're still banning. Nothing has changed. They're still meddling in the election for 2022, just like Facebook is. Facebook did not uh, shut me down for 24 hours so I can't post simply because I took a picture of Adolf Hitler and put it beside. Now, everybody was doing that. Everybody was doing that. And I didn't even say Biden is Hitler. I put the two photos of the red background in Philadelphia with Joe Biden and Hitler. And I put them side by side like you be the judge. Didn't even say anything. And that one picture got me banned for 24 hours. Of course, we know now all of the corruption in the FBI, that the Russian hoax was in fact a hoax, and that the raid on Mar-a-Lago is directly associated with the FBI's 
infiltration of Crossfire Hurricane and support of Hillary Clinton's campaign. And in addition, shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop, which was in support of Joe Biden's campaign. And so the DOJ and the FBI and the Facebook, which some people argue is one of the biggest outfits that the CIA is connected with and uses to manipulate people and their thoughts. And only the weak, and there are a lot of weak people that get snowed in so many different ways, whether it's psychology, reverse psychology, honey traps, or or uh, double agents. But all of that crap is going on in social media. And until you, as a, a consumer of information, learn to only follow what you see and be skeptical even about what you see, and don't be duped, too often people get these emails that come out of nowhere that are false information. They run with it because they they think that's uh, going to be great for their argument, only to find out it's been clearly debunked. And then it discredits that person so that the next time someone puts something out there, nobody's going to pay attention. It's like the boy who cried wolf. And too often this happens even in politics. You take the case of, say, I just read an article from CNN. And the article was, where's J.D. Vance? Where is Dr. Oz? And for CNN to be saying that is kind of interesting. CNN, who's going through a lot of massive changes right now with their new leadership, and a lot of uh, woke Report journalists are gay, so-called journalists are getting fired. And that might be good for CNN. We certainly might, might be good if a little bit more truth and a little less bias would come out of these news organizations. Maybe they could continue to stay afloat, but, you know, they're getting funded by BlackRock carrying the water and their narrative. But I think what they're starting to see is that even BlackRock is starting to crumble. They're too heavily leveraged in the housing market, for example, and other markets that are just simply collapsing. And the even BlackRock is in jeopardy of collapsing. And they are the cash cow of globalism and the cash cow for multinational corporations and the cash cow for corporate media like CNN and MSNBC because all of their downlinks all of their partners and all of those multinational corporations that they have huge stake in are starting to weaken through this world and global recession that's soon to be a a depression that's going to result in a major housing crisis, major inflation, major foreclosures, major homelessness, and despair. People can't afford to buy food. And they're cutting off these supplies, whether it's OPEC, reducing the amount of oil that they're producing, or whether it is cutting off the fertilizer plants and the food supplies in the name of climate. But everything is starting to skyrocket, and people can't afford it. They're turning the middle class into dependent class, which is 
how you get to communism. You know, it's always been known that once you get to the monopoly, you could jack up the prices. But you first have to get to the monopoly. And how do you get to the monopoly? Unfair business tactics. Government intrusion. Inflation. Artificial inflation. Artificial controls. But this J.D. Vance story is kind of interesting. And Dr. Oz, where are they? I used to see when J.D. Vance and Dr. Oz were beating up on their Republican counterparts in the primaries, I used to see them everywhere. They were getting all kinds of media attention. Do you remember? Just think about it for a second. Do you remember? Yes, I remember. J.D. Vance was on Tucker all the time. You know, you couldn't you couldn't turn on Fox News without J.D. Vance being on there. I remember this like it was two, three weeks ago. And it was about, you know, it was a couple of months ago. Right? Dr. Oz, same thing. I think dark money from the Democrats. And I think that Fox News is culpable in this. But I think that they built up these candidates that were really never MAGA, never America first, and never Trump. Oz, you know, supports abortions. Oz is a bit of a liberal. Oz does not really get the uh, Trump base unless Trump holds a rally and says, yes, support them. Unless Trump holds a rally and says, yes, stand behind these guys because I endorse them. And then they win. Because clearly the Republican Party is dominated by Donald Trump and not Mitch McConnell, not Ronan McDaniel. But they want their power back. Just like Liz Cheney wanted her power back. The only thing Liz Cheney has up her sleeve is she's going to try to take votes away from Trump and try to split the Republican Party so we can so she, she would uh, be able to be instrumental in not only getting a lot of money to do that, to be a spoiler like Ross Perot was. Remember, if it wasn't for Ross Perot, George Herbert Walker Bush would have been president and Clinton would have never been president if it wasn't for Ross Perot. But everybody in America loved Ross Perot because he was saying what everybody believed then and Trump Basically, the same concept was saying everything everything that America believes now. And they're afraid of these uninsured candidates, whether it's a Richard Nixon, a uh, Ross Perot. You know, so long as you're a Bob Dole and a Herbert Walker Bush and a W. Bush and a Clinton and an Obama, you're all supporting one thing. That's one world order globalism. That's where the, profit, the, the people in power make all the money. And the people working like a gerbil spinning a wheel do all the work. It's old as the hills, people. Old as the hills. But they really feared Trump. And they can't get another dose of Trump. Klaus Schwab won't have it. The World Economic Forum and Davos and all the critters to go over there and support globalism and think that they're the smartest peoples in the room. They won't have another term for Trump. We've played plenty of clips to indicate that was just the case. 
from the Pope all the way down to Finland and Ruta. And this is what they're afraid of. They're afraid of Trump giving speeches like this and making a difference. So you got to wonder, though, did these uh, candidates like J.D. Vance and Dr. Oz take the money and run? Or did they take the money and ran to win, and now they're out of money because they're no longer getting the dark money from the Democrats? Whichever one that is, I don't really know for sure. I don't know. All I do know is that they sort of propped up a candidate, and now that candidate's not running like a, not running it like it used to. It reminds me of that that uh, Kentucky Derby winner that didn't run so well in the uh, Preakness or uh, the Belmont was. But, you know, the the idea is run like you did against the conservatives. Run as hard and be as creative and get the airtime that you got when you're running. But the Democrats seem to be in control of some of these battleground areas. Yes, Tim Ryan in Ohio will be tough to beat. But J.D. Vance is the guy that can do it. But where is he? And Featherman, who's calling for legalized marijuana in Pennsylvania because it generates a lot of money for him. Um, And that's the reason why he's saying it. He's a sellout just like Bernie Sanders is a sellout. And they endorse each other. But Featherman is the biggest quackadoodle joke on the planet. And how he could be running against a fairly sensible Dr. Oz. And, you know, I don't agree with Dr. Oz on everything, but I could see why Trump supported him. He's got name recognition. He is capable of beating a guy like Featherman, who's the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. Capable. And I agree with Donald Trump on his endorsements. Because these were the names that could win. You needed name recognition. But where are they now, and why are they not fighting as hard as they did in the primaries? And it could be out of their control. It could be just what they were the uh, the easy access to the media when they were running in the primaries, but not so easy access when they're now running against the Democrat. That could be just pure media bias, not preventing them from getting the airtime necessary to win the race. I mean, for somehow Herschel Walker to be losing to Warnock in Georgia and for Kelly to be uh, neck and neck in the polls in Arizona. I will say this about my trip in uh, out West. Uh, I didn't see any mask wearing in D.C. in the airports. I didn't see any when uh, I had a stop in Charlotte. Um, Didn't see too much mask wearing there. And I certainly didn't see any mask wearing to speak of at LAX in Los Angeles. Guess where I saw all masks wearing? Like, like it was like a step back in time. Like, what is this, a joke? Everybody surrounding me on the plane. Everybody surrounding me sitting, waiting for the plane at the airport in Arizona, in Phoenix, Arizona. I couldn't get over how many people were wearing masks in Phoenix. That's John McCain country. That's that's that that country's been uh, deteriorated by the McCain family. 
the, the rhino of all rhinos, the biggest sellouts to uh, America on behalf of profiteering and beneficial to Ukraine. You know, Zelensky, he's worth $600 million. How did he get there? How did he get all that money? There's a report out that came out. We talked about it yesterday about that. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. One would think that Arizona would be redder than Los Angeles. Phoenix would be redder than Los Angeles. No. Virtue virtue signaling out the kazoo. Well, let's take a listen to what people may be worried about and angry about as we take a listen to some clips. And uh, we're going to first take a listen to Donald Trump's clip. He was in... um, Wilkes-Barre, and he filled up an entire arena. And Joe Biden went to Wilkes-Barre. You know, he's supposed to be from Scranton. Couldn't fill up half of the high school gym. And you're to tell me that he got $81 million now. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield. We will never give in, we will never give up. We will never, ever, ever back down. Never back down, right? Never back down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a chance because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and God alone. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we are on together has only just begun and it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. So with the help of everyone here today and citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank you, Pennsylvania. Thank you. That sounds like a pro-America, God-over-country, God-over-government type of speech. And yet, the way Joe Biden wants to sell it is, if you support MAGA, you're uh, a danger to democracy, and you are a radical right-wing terrorist. America must choose to move forward or to move backwards. To build a future or obsess about the past. To be a nation of hope and unity and optimism. Or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. 
MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. And What a con man, right? You just heard what Donald Trump's speech was about. And you hear the way this guy describes it with two Marines standing behind him with red brick wall sounding a lot like he's gaslighting his constituency, whoever that is. Whoever's buying that has got to just, they must have lost a marble somewhere. I mean, I don't understand how Democrats could support Joe Biden and his hateful rhetoric and not support America first values that make America great again in support of God and country. I I don't get it. I, I don't see where the harm is and where the danger is. But yet you have the FBI and Christopher Wray and you have Merrick Garland and the DOJ both stating in public and on video that the MAGA movement is a, is a threat to democracy. And now you have a bunch of FBI whistleblowers that are calling for the removal of Christopher Ray. He has allowed his political ideology to get in the way of his own career. And this is what I've seen across the board with so many Democrats, is they literally self-sabotage. They have a cushy job, and they ruin it because they can't put their politics at home. Teachers are doing it. Professors are doing it. um, Job creators are doing it. They're firing good conservative employees. They're indoctrinating our children at school. And even the medical profession is being asked woke questions as part of their medical licensing. And it's just getting out of control. You know, the, uh, the indoctrination, the, the, the narrative, they, they've gotten away with it for so long that they feel like almost like they're entitled to do it or they're expected to do it or they're rewarded to do it. Just like we're seeing a spike in black crime. And what we're seeing across the board is this woke, these woke DAs supported by George Soros, who's not, you know, he's a globalist who basically is a, you know, uh, anti-West type of guy, certainly not a supporter of democracy. And he's in, he's financing these small time races in these big cities, but the DA race never used to be so expensive. It used to be somebody who came up through the ranks as a prosecutor, a litigator, a judge, or what have you, to be a DA and make a difference in law enforcement and crime and punishment. And what we're seeing is this wokeness having a detrimental effect on people's lives. There's this woman, a billionaireist uh, in Tennessee, her body was just found. And she was murdered by a black uh, career criminal. And she's a white woman. Do you think that their media is going to cover it like that? No, they're not. They're not going to even let you know what color the guy is. But, I mean, 
it's not about skin color. It's about the fact that um, black people have been bought by the Democrats and they've sold they're sold to this this movement where they're taking the money and they're ta- they're believing the empty promises uh, and the thing the thing about it is is it's the Republican party that's absolutely been so great for uh black people whether it's Trump and his opportunity zones Trump and his record black unemployment Trump and uh all the things that he has done for black people during not only his presidency, but throughout his career, whether it's been Herschel Walker in the USFL or uh, boxing, he's done a lot of amazing things for black people, has had many, many black friends. And yet somehow black people seem to be snowed by people like Nancy Pelosi Joe Biden, who's the biggest racist I've ever known as a politician, they've all endorsed Robert Byrd, who is a KKK member um, in the Senate, and it was a Democrat. George Wallace, who supported segregation in Alabama, stood in a doorway and wouldn't allow these black children to go to school in a white school because he supported integration over or segregation over integration. And it was Jefferson Davis that was fighting for slavery as part of the Democrat Party. And it was Abraham Lincoln that was the very first. So let's take a listen to this little question and answer movement right here. Trump or Biden? Biden all the way. Biden, why? Uh, Because he's for the people, especially I'm black. So he's for black people and he's Democrat. So you don't think that Trump is for the black people? No. Why? Because all the things he say in social media... Like all the like what? Like hating on black people, all the like the things that he won't support and whatnot. Do you have any examples of that? I can't remember like direct quotes or anything like that off the top of my head. But he just says a lot, bunch of radical stuff that just shouldn't be said on social media. Like what? <laughs> I can't think of okay, um let me think. Um like I really can't think right now. Of course. That's just the way it always is, right? That's the way it always is. Let's take a listen to this. Which political party founded the KKK? <laughs> the Republican Party, of course. Wrong. Wrong. It's a Democrat Party. For real? You know which party abolished slavery? Which party? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a Democrat Party. It was actually the Republicans. <laughs> Republicans were the anti-slavery party established in 18... 18- Six years Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Which political party gave African Americans the right to vote? Mm, you can go with the Democrat. Republican. Republican. Yeah, well, well, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Facts, folks. Facts. And then uh, this guy here, he has tattoos all over his body. And right away, you know, like really weird tattoos, too. And this guy basically says, I know everyone is mad at Joe Biden, but don't be. And he, of course, it's like a bit of a parody, but he kind of makes a lot of sense. Got 1.3 million views. I'm going to share it with you. Look, I know everybody's pretty upset about this most recent Joe Biden speech. You know, the one with the red lights where he's looking kind of like a pale skeletor, just 
so angry. Don't be mad that he said a lot of Republicans are extremists. These are the same people who think a woman is anybody with an imagination who identifies as one. These are the same people that tanked the economy, inflated the price of living, brought us to the brink of war with Russia, cowered from China, fundled the pandemic, ignored a fentanyl epidemic, food shortages, gas prices, amplified social unrest, took us to the verge of an energy crisis, and divided America at record speed. If anybody else made this many bad decisions, we wouldn't take a damn thing they say seriously. Don't let them upset you. They wouldn't know what an extremist looked like if it was fully dressed in body armor, burning down a city in broad daylight, and then walked up to them claiming to identify as a lawnmower, offering to cut their grass. Look, my dog has better judgment than these people. And I've seen my dog try to eat his own sh Look, I know everybody... <laughs> I forgot about the ending there, but uh, yeah. Very, very quick. Very quick uh, interview there. And uh, he, he made all the points. Now, this is a, a spoof, a parody. An undercover MAGA insider speaks out. Now, this is supposed to be kind of funny, but it drives home another point. So this guy has like a dark shadow over his face. You can see he's wearing a MAGA hat. And uh, and he's got his voice disguised. Okay, so it sounds scary and luminous, right? The, the sad thing about it is that they truly value God, and the moment you mention Satan, they just lose it. I joined their movement to, to see what they were about, and it was, it was horrible. They believe that we should help ourselves before helping other countries, which, which doesn't make any sense at all. And that's what their racist America First is all about. These, these people are so out of touch with reality that they choose facts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm kind of emotional here. They, they choose facts over feelings. And that's the definition of fascism. <laughs> Can we do this again? Like, um, and that's not all. Imagine thinking parents should be in control of their children instead of our great non-binary school teachers. I mean, I mean, what the hell is that about? These are only some of the extreme ideas that these people have and practice, not to mention their love for the criminal Trump and their hatred for a lord and savior, Klaus Schwab. Um, Alright, so it was a parody, and it's supposed to be done in comedy, it's, you know, hard to relate. But it just goes to show you that uh, the Democrat Party has really fallen from uh, or has changed like practically overnight with, you know, there was times when they supported the wall. There was support, times when they supported um, lower taxes. Uh, there was times when they supported strong military. There were times when they supported, you know, border security, 
legal immigration, and things like that. In fact, here's Bill Clinton saying, I believe that together we can make America great again. Once upon a time. This was in uh, October 4th, 1991. I believe that together we can make America great again. And with your help, your heart, your devotion, and your efforts, we can build a community of hope that will inspire the world. God bless you, and thank you very much. That's a guy from Hope, Arkansas, right there, running to be president of the United States, said this. I believe that together we can make America great again. And with your help, your heart, your devotion, and your efforts, we can build a community of hope that will inspire the world. God bless you, and thank you very much. So, make America great again was a good concept once upon a time with the Democrat Party. They liked it. They wanted it. You know, it's getting so bad that even folks from China and Amish country, from China to Amish, are out supporting Trump right now. It was unusual, but uh, there was a lot of Amish from Pennsylvania that went to the Wilkes-Barre event uh, to see Trump give his speech. And they had video of it, and it was it was quite interesting to see. And here, these are Chinese immigrants, all in support of Trump, just like the Cubans, and just like now we're starting to see with the Hispanics. We're from China. We love President Trump. You love Trump? Because he loves America, and he loves the freedom. That's awesome. We escaped from China because... We want the freedom. We want the President Trump. Yeah. Patriotic president. Yeah. Pa- patriotic president. And we got to hear, you know, part of Donald Trump's re- uh, speech today. And uh, this was, um, I don't think this carries over too well with audio. This is just a- so so what, what's happening in Wilkes-Barre there is they were saying, we want Trump. And as they're saying that, all these Amish, you could tell by their straw hats and things like that, um, are walking into the arena. It's so unusual to see that. And here's what Joe Biden brought. This is a uh, Keystone Pipeline worker from when you know, basically right at the time when Joe Biden was destroying the Keystone. And right now, if you think gas prices are going down. They're only going down because demand is going down. People can't afford to buy gas, so the price is coming down. But what's ended up, what's going to end up happening? Um, President Trump uh, or or Pre- uh, Joe Biden has reduced the amount of lease arrangements or lease contracts that Donald Trump had by ninety seven percent, and. Redu- you know, there's a, even a bigger number if you look over the past decades. And what we've done to our strategic reserves um, is unthinkable. How we've given some of our oil to China, our strategic reserves. So the fact that we don't have these futures in oil and the fact that OPEC 
has reduced the amount of oil that they're producing uh, spells big trouble for gas prices, especially natural gas prices in the winter. And we're going to see inflation go up, which is going to uh, send mortgage rates up. And it's also going to impact what the Federal Reserve does. And we're still in for uh, a worsening economy as a result of it, despite the job numbers. Now, before I get to this Keystone Pipeline worker, I want to just share with you, too, that it's interesting where the labor participation rate is among prime, prime laborers is uh, almost matching pre-pandemic. Prime workers are from, I think it's uh, 19 to 54. And during the prime age workers, uh, their employment, uh, the labor participation rate among that data set is quite good. It's actually almost uh, normal to where it was pre-pandemic. And and the uh, age of... 16 to 19, you know, teen, late teen workers, 16 to 19, the, those workers are at a 10-year high in terms of labor participation. So you say, wow, that looks great. Then why then is the overall labor participation rate still well below pre-pandemic? Where Donald Trump had the labor participation rate at the highest level, um, Joe Biden's is way low. And it's because people over 50, 55 and over, probably more like 60 and over, but the data set is 55 and over, um, are tragically not, not going back to the workforce. And that's why you're starting to see Republicans even, like Ron Johnson, supporting uh, tax-free labor work uh, to supplement retirement, which I think is a flawed concept, especially the way he put it, um, where you could, will, uh, you could work for free, which is like really your God-given right to work for free. You, don't have to, you shouldn't be paying taxes, really, in the way that we're paying taxes. I think... You know, we need to look at fair and consumption tax, flat taxes, things like that. We don't need to be looking at payroll taxes. You shouldn't be penalized for the work that you do. So Ron Johnson's sort of off the mark there, in my opinion. I like Ron Johnson, but I don't like that comment. And he's a Republican that's promoting the concept of working for your Medicare. It's ridiculous. Uh, Anyway, here's the uh, Keystone... Uh, Keystone Pipeline worker talking about the demise of the Keystone right now, the, and what they were doing. The numbers of jobs are, are thousands of jobs. There's, there's Michaels, there's Precision Pipeline um, that would affected that the pipeline was going to be constructed. Um, the actions that were happened recently, we were doing station work. There's hundreds of guys that got laid off. What was that Tuesday? Are any live in Wisconsin? Or yes, a lot of them live in Wisconsin. Yes. That's an important point to know. Yeah, and the impact that that has on petroleum, which has an impact on um, on a, a whole assortment of things, uh, 
including clothing. Um, let's take a listen to what they were saying. I think it's in Australia about the Biden speech. Now to the US and President Joe Biden today dressed the nation. This speech on the American soul was delivered at Independence Hall in Philadelphia and it was the most divisive, hate-filled and fallacious speech. This is the worst speech I think I've ever heard from a US president. Biden's hate speech perfectly matched the dystopian aesthetic. Far from unifying the country, the president is keen to paint half of America as filled with extremists who want to destroy democracy. To be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. Can't you feel the unity there? And what's that with that sinister backdrop? Of course, it wouldn't be a Biden speech without outrageous lies. This is how he describes the American economy, which is in recession. And today, America's economy is faster, stronger than any other advanced nation in the world. We have more to go. And of course, no Biden speech is complete without the leader of the free world looking a little dazed and confused. But I've got to say, I prefer the incomprehensible gibberish we often get from Joe Biden compared to the dangerous, divisive diatribe we got today. Wow. That is something I heard, you know, days ago when when she gave that uh, announcement. But I wanted to share it with the audience. And yesterday we did a show and didn't have time to to play that. Um, well, and that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Uh, a couple of things I had some. Um, uh, the one thing I wanted to get to today that we'll get to tomorrow is a little bit more focus on the driving force of all of this, and that's the, the globalists. And some recent comments uh, from Justin Trudeau as well as the Klaus Schwab people. And uh, it's quite telling what's going on. Justin Trudeau is pushing, pushing vaccines like there's no tomorrow. And then there's a story about a Romanian football team uh, that basically uh, is saying if you're vaccinated... You can't play, which is kind of a strange thing. So we'll get to all of that tomorrow. But for now, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out tacticalcivics.com. That's our new sponsor. We should support them. Tacticalcivics.com. Use Red State over at MyPillow. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.